Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Welcome in. Nuana's now ESPN Radio. Maybe you're watching SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuana's. I'm coming to you right now from Bozeman, Montana. Sunshiny day, a little bit windy here, though. I was inside the Bobcat Tennis Center uh, momentarily, but they play in, like, this bubble, and so not a lot of cell coverage in there. So I'm just standing outside in the sunshine right now. But thanks so much for hanging out with us today. A lot of stuff to get to. It's kind of a tennis week because both the Montana and Montana State men's tennis teams are very good. And uh, right now, a big-time Big Sky Conference match here in Bozeman. I also had the distinct pleasure of getting invited by the Montana State football program to come over here uh, after spring ball today and uh, 
give a little talk. More like just a little bit of advice, a little bit of coaching when it comes to media procedures. But very honored about that. And, uh, I mean, I would certainly do the same thing at the University of Montana as well. Just, you know, what sort of stuff is the media looking for? What sort of advice can I give some of the football players that get interviewed so often? And it uh, should be fun. It should be enlightening. So that was one of the main reasons for my trip. The other uh, being the drama with my car, which, by the way, my car is still somehow not ready to go in uh, Butte, America. So we'll continue to search for a solution there. But uh, you don't care like, like an old mentor of mine says. Everybody's got problems. Nobody cares about yours. So <laughs> we won't bore you with the car saga much longer. But it is fun to be here. It's always fun to take this show on the road. Appreciate Tommy Evans, Jeff Safford, Andrew Houghton, the guys in the back for getting me all hooked up, test it all in, and uh, should be a fun one. We're going to hear from Montana State head tennis coach Trey Morris here in about 10 minutes. And uh, we'll also give you some... Um, Updates uh, of, the, of the live results there from this tennis match that's going on. Montana State, 4-0 in Big Sky Conference play, 14-6 overall. They've been in and out of the national poll, so cool for them, impressive by them. And uh, they're taking on NAU right now, Northern Arizona, with first place on the line. It's kind of a three-way race right now in men's tennis in the Big Sky Conference between Montana, who hosts Idaho State tomorrow, and then NAU on, Saturday, or on Sunday, excuse me, and uh, Montana, Montana State, NAU kind of all right in the mix. And NAU in, in uh, Montana this week to take on the Bobcats today and the Grizzlies on Sunday. So uh, a fun race coming down the wire. The finale of the regular season for both Montana and Montana State, guess what? It's against each other. So not just rivalry ramifications on the line, but also maybe Big Sky Conference title implications as well. We're also going to talk some... NCAA transfer portal, because why wouldn't we? That's all we ever talk about around here anymore, I feel like. And I feel like I continue to emphasize my rants. But, uh, you know, I, I think that there's a lot more nuance than people are giving it. It's not one side or the other. It's not all the kids are lazy or all the coaches are bad. I think there's a lot more that goes into all of that. I also think that for as crazy as it is, I don't think it's going to be exponentially more crazy. It's not going to be a trend that continues to build. I think right now... There's always fallout from when there's crazy times. And whether it's financial fallout, stability or instability, a whole bunch of different factors. And I think that right now, you're probably going to see more head coaches getting fired and hired in, the men, in men's Division One basketball, and probably women's a little bit too, but especially men. I think you're going to see more players on the move than ever before, but also ever again as well. Because a lot of athletic directors, for example gave the, the last year or two as a grace period to their respective coach to try to prove themselves. And uh, now there's going to be a lot of movement because that grace period is now over with not completely back to normal, but almost back to normal uh, in college hoops. I think the same thing with the NCAA. Like all these transfers, there's so many one-time transfer rules. The transfer portal is new. It's fresh. Uh, you know, I know the coaches don't like it, but I think also the coaches do like it because they can out-recruit their own roster. So we're going to get into all that, of course. We're also going to talk some Final Four. Uh, Villanova, Kansas is at 4.09 tomorrow, and Duke, North Carolina, 6.49. So it should be uh, a fun one. We're also going to talk some prep sports. Uh, update on Famous Left Hand, a guy who we talked about on this show uh, quite a bit the last couple years leading up to this year. He was one of the great Native American basketball players here in the state of Montana. He's a crow. 
and uh, he is playing at a junior college, and he was a junior college All-American. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. We'll also talk a little bit about some high school softball in hour number one. And then a fun hour number two. Our good friend Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports, swung by to hang out with us uh, earlier this week. And so we'll play that sound for you. Pretty fun and uh, always funny when Carolyn's in studio. And then, of course, we will also hear from Terry Hauser. I've been teasing this one for a little while. Took a minute to connect with Coach Hauser. But uh, he's a, a really fun storyteller, a really fun guy to listen to. He's the Three Forks boys basketball coach, and he led the Wolves, which is actually his alma mater, to the Class B boys basketball championship. And there was a lot of teams in Class B, whether it was uh, Lodgegrass uh, or Harlem or um, a variety of other teams. There was a lot of teams that got a lot of hype in, in Class B. Three Forks got sort of mentioned along the way, but then they lost in their district and divisional championship games. And so they had to play a play-in game to get the state tournament. But then with uh, the state tournament in Bozeman, which for those unfamiliar, just about 35 miles away from Three Forks, the Wolves really rode the momentum of a great crowd at Brick Breeden Fieldhouse here in Bozeman that hosted the Class B state championship. And they were able to ride that all the way to their first state title since 2001. So we caught up with Coach Hauser because it's not only – a moment in time, a historic championship, first one in more than 20 years for Three Forks, and really cool for him as a Three Forks alum. But also, his brother, Taylor, unfortunately, had a stroke the day of the game. And so he had to deal with all sorts of family emergency and uh, the trauma that comes from that. But what a way to channel it and what a way to make his brother proud. And, uh, you know, he gives us an update on his brother in the interview as well. So we hope that Taylor Hauser is doing better, doing well. But it's a really good interview, really insightful and really fun to listen to uh, from Terry Hauser. So we'll get to that about 5.30. There's our show, show outlook presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics, and uh, presenting the show outlook from Nuanas Now each and every weekday here on ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Like I mentioned, Coulter Nuanas here, not in studio. So if you're watching on TV or you're streaming it on YouTube, appreciate you being here, appreciate you watching it. And I'm in Bozeman. For a variety of different things. I'm going to catch the Bobcat football tomorrow. Going to give a little talk to the MSU football team tonight. uh, Just about media procedures and some advice when it comes to giving interviews on camera or on the radio. And uh, also going to uh, finish checking out this tennis match. I had to step out of the Bobcat Anderson Tennis Center because not enough uh, coverage in there. But have no fear. Uh, We will still have the show for you right here. And uh, a bunch of interviews to get to. Uh, So stay tuned for all of that. If you want to stream the show, you want to be a part of the show, you can always listen live. Any of your mobile platforms, your cell phone, your tablet, your laptop, whatever it might be, head on over to our station website, 1029ESPN.com. Click on Listen Live and you'll find the stream. You want to be a part of the show. When I'm abroad, when I'm remote, texting us is usually the best way to go about it. 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests will join us via the Rangish Brothers RV hotline or via the Rangish Brothers RV text line, as it were. So uh, give us a text if you have questions, comments, concerns, you want to contribute to the conversation, uh, all of the above. As I mentioned, Bobcats play in northern Arizona in tennis today. The Grizz host Idaho State and then NAU in Missoula on Saturday and Sunday, respectively. So uh, heating up in the Big Sky Conference tennis race, sort of a three-headed race here 
uh, in the Big Sky with Montana and Montana State, both among the front runners for sure, and both it been in and out of the top 65 uh, in the national rankings. So um, fun to follow. And, uh, man, I was just in there. The match started here in Bozeman at 3, and so I was able to watch about 55 minutes of it. This is some high-level tennis. My goodness. Unbelievable. I mean, these guys are hitting the ball like 125 miles per hour on their serves. I almost got aced by one on a fault that uh, got errantly returned right at my courtside table. So uh, not for the the weak or the weary, but definitely a fun spectacle and maybe a sport that doesn't get covered as much, but certainly a high-level sport. I, I would reckon actually men's tennis. I mean, the fact that there's three top 70 programs in the big sky, I think it makes it one of its better um, sports in terms of competing on the national level. So we'll keep you up to date with what's going on in tennis today as well as throughout the weekend and throughout the rest of the regular season. April 23rd, remember, that's when the Bobcats and the Grizzlies square off uh, in the tennis world and uh, could be, likely will be, at least some Big Sky Conference championship ramifications, but maybe uh, even for all the marbles and the rivalry bragging rights as well. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Trey Morris, the head coach for the Montana State tennis program, will join us here in just a few minutes, but a few pieces of news here. First of all, more transfer portal news for the Montana men's basketball team. Robbie Beasley into the portal. He was Montana's uh, second-leading scorer. He averaged 11.8 points per game, also Montana's leading three-point shooter. And, uh, you know, on the surface, it looks like Another mass exodus, but I think that you can't really pin it like that for the University of Montana men's basketball team. Because, first of all, this is happening everywhere. You can like it or you can hate it, but it doesn't matter. It's happening. That's that's all that it is. It's happening everywhere. Teams that win championships are going to lose a lot of their players. Teams that won nothing are going to lose a lot of their players. Everybody's going to lose a lot of their players. And guess what? Everybody's then going to go replace said players with guys that are transferring. I bet you uh, that Montana, who has now had five guys under the portal, with Beasley, he also joins Cam Parker, who's a grad transfer, Freddie Brown, who's a grad transfer, Jack Wetzel, who's a walk-on, and then Kyle Owens, who uh, was a junior on this year's Grizz squad. I I bet you Montana brings in three four, maybe five transfers to replace those guys. I would not be surprised in this exact market if the Grizz, if Travis DeCure and his staff bring in half a dozen transfers. I won't be surprised if more guys leave. I won't be surprised if more guys are replaced. But it's not always because the program is in a state of disarray. Championship programs across the country are going to lose guys to the transfer portal. It's also not just because kids are lazy or kids are fickle and guys just want a different opportunity. I think that there's a, a lot of that goes into this where the coaches are the ones making the decisions and or the coaches are making it very clear to those making the decisions that maybe you should explore a transfer or maybe we're going to make it pretty hard on you to play moving forward because we're going to bring in a transfer. So I think it's a holistic thing here. I don't think it's any one person's fault. I also don't think it's nearly as bad as anybody's trying to make it. I really just think it's a moment in time. I think there'll be a time when – Stability returns to college basketball, where program building is put on a way higher uh, pedestal. I think that there's going to be some alterations to the one-time transfer rule. I think there's going to be some tweaks to the way that they operate with transfer rules as far as like maybe going in-conference, intra-conference transfers and things like that. But I, just, I think that it's, it's just part of the way things are going right now, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just fine. And... Uh, 
you know, I, I, it makes it hard to follow college basketball, but I think college basketball has, I, I know right now it's the Final Four. It's a joyous time of year. You know, a lot of people love watching it. They love betting on it. They love picking their brackets, all that stuff. But to me, college basketball is a fundamentally flawed and fundamentally broken product, and that has to do with a variety of things. It's not just the transfer portal. It's not just the what have you done for me lately from athletic directors that are firing guys that went to Final Fours previously. It's not just you know the the unsavory nature of some of this stuff with like guys like Will Wade getting dismissed at LSU. I mean, if you want to talk about a, a school that has a problem because of the transfer portal and because of scandal with their coaching staff, Will Wade was dismissed right before the NCAA tournament, and then LSU was the easiest six seed in the whole bracket to pick to lose because they were playing for an interim coach after a scandal had just hit. And what's up with LSU now? They had two guys declare for the NBA draft, two guys completely quit quit playing college basketball, and 11, count them, 11 players into the NCAA transfer portal. You know what that means? LSU's got no guys. None. Zero. So if you're a Grizz person and you're worried about these five guys in the transfer portal, I'll tell you this. I think that the, most of the guys that are in, it's not a surprise. I think they would have been out-recruited and or their time at Montana was already done. Like Cam Parker and Freddie Brown, they celebrated senior night. They're already done. They're moving on. They're grad transfer. That has nothing to do with anything besides those guys just wanting to play one more year of college hoops. Kyle Owens, he was the team MVP as a sophomore, lost his playing time as a junior. He only played 12 minutes a game this last year. Not surprising that he just chose to move on. But if you want to see a program that actually has real problems, that's actually a microcosm of what's going on in, in men's college basketball, that is actually uh, a, a program that should be pressing panic, look at LSU. They got zero, count them, none guys on the roster so uh, no no need to push panic for any of the big sky schools at this exact moment i think it's just sort of a a sign of the time so i've gotten a lot of your guys's texts what's going on with the grizz why is everybody leaving well i've also got texts from people in idaho because they got six guys in the portal earlier today dalen Kuntz, the first team all-conference and regular season scoring champ in the big sky conference from northern colorado he declared for the nba draft he didn't hire an agent, so he remains college eligible. But I have a hard time believing he's going to go back to Northern Colorado. Kerr John Cooch, their stud center from UNC, he's already into the portal as well. Idaho State was a championship-caliber team, the Big Sky champion in the regular season and uh, in the postseason last year, and then the regular season again this year in women's basketball. Their whole team's on the way out as well. So rather than thinking, man, this coach, this and that, and the other thing, the specifics, you know, these kids, the, all of that, it just is the state of the times. I think that I don't like when, when people make themselves numb to certain things, but this is one thing I think we need to get numb to because I don't think it's always going to be like this. I think this is just the way that it is at this exact time. I mean, you're coming out of a global pandemic with two significantly impacted years financially and from an exposure standpoint, and you have all sorts of volatility in the coaching world. You have the game shifting. The one-and-done rule is about to go away. So it is a time of massive change in Division I men's college basketball, but I don't think it's something that's going to last forever. I think it's just sort of a microcosm of what's going on right now. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Coulter Nuanas coming to you live from Bozeman, Montana. The traveling radio show continues. Thanks to Andrew, Jeff, Tommy, the guys in the back for helping me make this happen. 
How about what's going on in men's tennis? Well, we had Jason Brown and Gustav Thilgo from Denmark uh, in studio earlier this week. They are both men's tennis uh, members from the University of Montana. Jason, the head coach of the Grizz, and Gustav, the reigning Big Sky Conference men's tennis player of the week. And now I'm down here in Bozeman, and Montana State is playing NAU in a crucial Big Sky Conference tilt. Earlier this morning, we caught up with Trey Morris, the head coach of the Montana State men's tennis program. Well, happy now for an extension of our Big Sky Conference tennis coverage, and we're coming to you live from Bozeman, Montana. We're coming to you from the Montana State tennis match as the Bobcats host Northern Arizona, and we're joined now by Montana State second-year head men's tennis coach Trey Morris. His first appearance here on Nuanas now, so very fun. Coach, thanks so much for joining us. How you doing? I'm doing great, doing great. Uh, just getting ready to getting ready to go here against NAU. Well, let's talk about uh, sort of your path first and foremost, because this is your second year there at Montana State. I know that uh, you came from a different part of the country. So how, how's it been settling into Montana, settling into Bozeman, and, and taking over this Bobcat tennis program? Oh, it's been phenomenal. You know, we, my wife and I were, like you said, from, from the opposite side of, uh, of the country. We're both from Georgia and, and uh, kind of spent most of our lives in the southeast. And, and for us, we were we kind of always had this itch, to be honest, to to get out west and uh, and be in the mountains. And so for us to uh, kind of be be lucky enough to land uh, in a beautiful spot like Bozeman, I mean, we're just we're just absolutely thrilled. And and uh, we've we've settled in nice. I think uh, like anyone you, you know that you talk to is from the southern U.S. I think it's taken a little bit to get used to the snow and the cold, but. Um, but everything, everything's good. And, and, uh, I guess they, they say your blood thickens or, or whatnot. So, so maybe <laughs> right. I'm a true Montana. If I can walk outside in, in shorts and in negative 15, you know, maybe I'm doing all right. Well, you gotta love it. Well, your team is off to a great start so far this year, 14 and six overall. And last week you moved to four and oh, in big sky conference play. And, uh, it's been fun being a statewide radio and TV show because both tennis programs right now in the state of Montana rolling along. But tell us about your team because you guys have been highly competitive, have some good wins under your belt, and uh, this is a big one with NAU coming to town today. But what's it taking? What has been some of the keys to your guys' success so far in this great start? Well, you know, it, it really hasn't been just a, a this year all of a sudden something clicked. This has been a process for us. You know, like you said, this is my – uh, second year as, as the full-time head coach, but, uh, you know, you got to remember that that first year I got here, uh, I was the interim head head coach as well and, and kind of was lucky enough to be able to run the program the way I saw fit and kind of get it going. And, and so we've been building this culture of of, uh, of excellence and, and this culture of, of high energy for a while now, and, and it just so seems to us right now that we're getting – uh, the right people in the door that that fit with what we're doing, and and those guys are are also getting used to our program, getting used to our expectations, uh, understanding uh, what we do here. Um, and I think you know, off to a 14 and six start and four and zero in the conference is is really just you know kind of all that hard work that we've done the last uh, two three years, and just kind of seeing that all kind of come together. Trey Morris joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. He is the head coach of the Montana State men's tennis team. And, Coach, you talk about program building. I think that's a fun one to analyze from our seat because we hear about it in football and basketball all the time. But when it comes to tennis program building, building the program, building the roster, building the team chemistry, all that stuff, what are some of your philosophies and where do some of your philosophies come from? Yeah, so uh, you can go back and you can look at my background. Um, 
you know, where, where I've done before MSU. And I spent a lot of time um, in the high performance academy level, uh, obviously, uh, after I was uh, an assistant coach at my alma mater in Appalachian, I, I then went on and was co-owning a uh, very successful tennis academy in Georgia. And so our philosophy when it comes to our program is is really based around uh, player development um, and uh, identification of, of talent. And that's something that, that I've been doing for a very long time um, and uh, was fortunate enough to, to gain a lot of that player development experience at the academy level, working with top players, um, who are post-college kind of making that transition to the pro level. And, and so, yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's really the philosophy behind what we do on a day-to-day. I think another thing that, that I'm really big on is, is team energy. Um, you know, we, we like to see our guys getting after it. We like to see our guys excited to be here. Um, you know, we believe Montana State University is, is one of the best places in the world to be. And so we want to see that excitement and that energy kind of come out on a day-to-day basis, whether it be, uh, you know, on the practice court, in the weight room, um, you know, during matches, uh, maybe we're having a team dinner. I want to hear guys, you know, joking around and and just having a blast. And so uh, that's something that that is really kind of in our core values, if you will. And you mentioned the year when you you first got there, and it was such a strange year across the college sporting landscape. But from a tennis perspective, from your perspective, what was it like trying to sort of keep the program rolling along when it is so atypical and you have all these cancellations and weird schedules and all that. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was a massive challenge. Um, listen, not only was it, uh, not only was it uh, COVID and our year was cut short, but uh, it was my first year as a, as a head coach. Right. Um, and so it, a lot of new things were being thrown at me. And, and uh, I think the biggest thing for us was just keeping the morale of the team and, and trying to remain focused on the task at hand and, and um, we were able to do that that first year. Uh, of course, the season ended up getting canceled, like you said. I think we we're only five and four at that time. But uh, you know, it was a challenge, just like for everyone else in the world. You know, what was happening with with the whole uh, pandemic coming out at that time? Everything was new. It was new to everybody. Um, you know, no one really knew uh, what to do and what to expect. And so um, we just kind of kept pushing along, focused, and kind of controlled. Uh, what we could control and and take care of our business and and just kind of let everything else fall where it where it may. Trey Morris here on ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. You're listening to Nuanas now. Hope you're having a great Friday. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. We're broadcasting to you live from Bozeman as Montana State takes on Northern Arizona. Coach Morris and I recorded this a little earlier in the day. We got to tell you that FCC regulations, as it were. But we'll give you real-time updates on what's going on with this match that's happening right in front of us uh, throughout Nuanas now today. Uh, but, Coach, let's talk about your roster because I love uh, the element of all the international guys and young ladies, too. But a, a lot of times on men's tennis in the big sky, especially at the Montana schools, you see guys from all over the world. And it seems like it just makes for such a rich and vibrant and uh, sort of unique that culture in the locker room, so to speak. So uh, what do you think of that element and uh, what's it like being around guys? I mean, because you got guys from everywhere from England to Bolivia and Portugal and Australia and then Bozeman, Montana in between. So what's, what's it like being around these guys? Oh, it's just a massive melting pot, right? Uh, you get all these different cultures. You get all these different uh, guys who have who have experienced so many different things, and then they're all all brought together with – with the same mission. Um, and I think when you get those different people from different walks of life, from, from different parts of the world, um, and you get them focused in on one thing, they all bring so many different valuable 
uh, life lessons, if you will, valuable input into what we're doing. And, and really, it only makes the team better. And I could tell you, like you said, we've also uh, got a Bozeman boy here uh, on our team who's been a massive impact for us. He's actually a, a, uh, a captain uh, this year within our team uh, in Marco Zelver, and he went to Bozeman High. Um, and so then you throw him in the mix, and he's kind of got the, uh, you know, the understanding of, of uh, you know, what it means to be a Bobcat, what it means to grow up in Bozeman, and, and kind of bring that local feeling to it as well. And, and you know, I, I really think it's, it's, it's a lot of where our success comes from. You know, we, uh, we truly believe um, in, in every single one of these guys, and I think they believe in each other. And, and I think that's only come from, having kind of an open platform between uh, our staff and the players and, and uh, making sure that everyone, uh, you know, if they have valuable information to add to the team or different experiences they've had, which this, believe me, this team being from all over has had a lot, um, you know, it, it, it all adds into to, to the final, final kind of pieces that, that fit together well in terms of the puzzle. So it's, um, it, it really is a, quite a unique thing. And, and I think anyone that's around this community, you know, that, that's been lucky enough to spend some time around these guys, I think they know uh, how neat it is to kind of have that, have that international flair here, uh, here in Bozeman and, and on this campus. Well, to me, that's what college sports is all about in its essence, is diversifying the campus community and getting a bunch of people from all over different walks of life, whether athletes or not, and, and getting them together. But when you have a guy from the actual town, when you have a guy from Bozeman, that, that must be, uh, I don't know if it's an advantage is the right word, but that, I mean, that must be pretty cool for him to sort of show his hometown and his home state to all these guys from all over the world. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I know he loves it. He's, uh, you know, he eats it up. He loves every, every, you know, anytime we get a new new guy in, whether it be, uh, you know, a guy from, from the U.S., but another part of the U.S. who hasn't spent much much time here in Bozeman, or uh, whether it be another international guy. I mean, Marcos is the tour guide, right? He's he's taking him up to high alight. He's, he's, he's doing all these things. He's showing him the best restaurants, you know. He's taking him over to mom's house to get her, uh, her good cooking, I hear. Uh, she's got uh, just a phenomenal black bean uh, recipe soup or something along those lines. So, um, you know, they're, they're doing those little things, um, and, and he absolutely eats it up. And, and I think the guys love uh, having Marcos here too, and, and they, they provide each other with just these valuable experiences. And, and um, you know, one thing that Marcos obviously has experience of is he knows what, like I said before, he knows what it means to be a Bobcat. He knows, uh, you know, how big the Cat Grizz match is. You know, he knows these things, and he can kind of prepare um, these guys that uh, maybe haven't experienced, obviously, uh, college athletics in general, but, but maybe also not, uh, especially, you know, a rivalry like we are lucky enough to have here in this state uh, for themselves, and, and they can kind of get a little bit of a heads up having a guy from here, you know. Trey Morris here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. He's the head coach of the Montana State men's tennis team. They are navigating a Big Sky Conference schedule. They're already off to a 4-0 start in league play, 14-6 overall. Four league matchups left, including today against Northern Arizona in Bozeman. Then they travel to Idaho next Sunday. That's April 10th. Then a matchup against Sacramento State in Bozeman on April 14th, and then the showdown against Montana. And it's looking like not only a rivalry game, but a collision course. But before we get there, Coach, you have some crucial matchups leading up to that rivalry game. So what are the keys for your team? How do you, how do you keep this thing rolling? How do you stay consistent? What are the keys for you guys to have success here as you enter the last month of the regular season in Big Sky play? 
for us, I think the biggest thing is just taking one day at a time. Um, you know, I think uh, this program, to be honest, you can go look at our history. It, we, we haven't been in this spot for a while, um, and a lot of the guys on this team haven't, haven't had the opportunity to, to uh, be in a position to kind of go after a, a regular season conference championship like this before. And, and uh, so I think the key is to go day by day. We've talked a lot with our guys about, you know, just making sure we're the best that we are. Uh, every single day we step on the practice court. Every day we go into the weight room. Uh, you know, we focus on the next match ahead. We can't get too far ahead of us. Um, you know, I've challenged our guys. Uh, you know, one thing that uh, we we got caught up in a little bit earlier in the year was was uh, looking around and, and looking at results of other teams, you know, and, and kind of seeing what's happening on going on around us. And, and um, you know, that kind of bit us in the butt earlier. And so we've we've challenged our guys to just remain focused on, on what we're doing, not worry about what's happening. And, and we know that if we do that um, and, uh, you know, we know that we're capable of the quality uh, to come out on top in, in every single match we have left. But uh, it's just whether or not we can stay focused and, and we can prepare ourselves the best that we can. When, uh, as people are listening to this, the match against NAU is playing out in real time. But we'll just leave you with this then. Obviously, this is a crucial match with NAU coming to town. So what are the keys today? What, what, sort, of things, what, what sort of things can people expect in this matchup against the Lumberjacks? Well, NAU is is been really dominant in the Big Sky Conference the last uh, you know four or five years. Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, I'd have to go back and look to see exactly what it is, but I'm I'm pretty confident they've won at least the last three uh, conference championships. So anytime you're, you're you know you're playing a team like that who just hasn't been knocked off the mountaintop for for so long, I think there's always going to be um, you know that feeling of of this is kind of the team to beat. Um, you know, I got to give Machek uh, a lot of a lot of credit. Uh, Bogus, the the head coach at NAU, he's he's always putting a good team together, and he's always getting his guys ready to play. Um, you know, they play they play with a lot of uh, a lot of energy. They fly around. They they're known for playing good doubles, and and uh, so for us, I think if we can, uh, you know, we can kind of weather that storm, come out, um, like I said a minute ago, and stay focused on what. Uh, what we're trying to do and, and hopefully play a good doubles point. I, I think you'll see that um, we possess the quality to kind of uh, start to run away with potentially a couple spots here and there. we got to love it. Montana State, Northern Arizona playing out in real time as we broadcast to you live from Bozeman, Montana. Trey Morris, the head coach of the MSU men's tennis team, joining us here on Nuanas Now. Coach, best of luck this afternoon. Thanks so much for hosting us, and uh, go get them. Thanks so much for being here. Coulter, I really appreciate it, and uh, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. So there you go. Montana State head men's tennis coach, Trey Morris. The doubles competition, uh, the doubles matches, they're all going at once, so it's kind of hard to decipher. I know Montana State won at least two, but I'm going to have to get on the live stats to see and uh, sort of reorienting myself with men's tennis for the first time in a long time. I'm very fun to to cover something a little different. I know that the tennis programs don't get as much coverage, but proportionally, you know, from a a national and and, in the cases of the roster makeup, international standpoints, they are uh, full of diversity, flavor, and uh, also very, very competitive. I mean, two of the better programs in the country and, uh, you know, especially for a mid-major level, and and NAU has been so good 
in men's tennis for a long time. And so it's a huge weekend for the tennis programs for both Montana State and Montana. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Coulter Nuanas coming to you live from Bozeman, Montana. How about some Final Four talk? Is this the biggest Duke-North Carolina game ever? Is Kansas somehow overshadowed? But what if Villanova actually won this thing? They'd be the dynasty of college basketball right now, and nobody's talking about it. We'll talk more Final Four on the other side. Keep it right here. CSPN Radio. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Spring football continues rolling on both sides of the continental divide in Montana over the next few weeks. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. At the University of Montana, the Grizz football team practices today, next Monday, and next Wednesday before putting a bow on the 15-practice slate with a spring game in Hamilton next Friday night. Kickoff of the spring scrimmage from Hamilton High School is slated for 6 p.m. Tickets are available online or at the Grizzly Scholarship Association office and cost $10. The action will also be broadcast on SWX Montana Television. Nuanez now will be broadcast here on ESPN Missoula and statewide on SWX TV from Hamilton from 4 to 6 p.m. leading up to the Grizz Spring Game. The Bobcats have several April weeks left to complete their spring slate. MSU second-year head coach Brent Vegan elected to start spring football after spring break. The Bobcats will practice three days a week leading up to their spring game on Saturday, April 23rd. That action will also be broadcast on SWX Montana Television. And finally, more transfer news out of the University of Montana men's basketball team as sophomore Robbie Beasley III has entered the NCAA transfer portal. The combo guard averaged 11.8 points per game last season and was Montana's leading three-point shooter for a team that finished 18-13 and 13 overall, including 11-9 and nine in Big Sky play. Beasley is the fifth player from the Grizzly roster to enter the portal so far this offseason, joining graduate transfers Cam Parker and Freddie Brown III, along with junior forward Kyle Owens and walk-on Jack Wetzel. Foo Fighters for you. Melancholy. Listen to the Foo Fighters this last uh, little while with the passing of legendary drummer Taylor Hawkins, a uh, a light of the music world for sure. Unbelievably talented, one of the best drummers in all of rock music, but an unbelievably talented individual. I mean, sometimes he would step up and be the front man for the Foo Fighters and let Dave Grohl jump on the drums. He just passed away uh, I, late last week at the... Uh, much too soon age of 50, but uh, had to play a little Foo Fighters for you as often as I could this week uh, just to commemorate uh, a great musician and, and a great band, to be sure. Also forgot to mention, 
It's Nuanas now, by the way, at uh, ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. But I forgot to mention that this playlist, specially curated by two of my longtime friends. I actually made the show, wrote the show up last night, and I ran into two buddies that I played high school football with and, and I've known since I was in middle school. And um, I said, hey, you guys get to pick the playlist today. So this playlist is brought to you. By Stoli and Finn. Appreciate those guys for <laughs> contributing creatively here on ESPN Radio. I am on the move. I'm in Bobcat land. Uh, I was at the Montana State Tennis Center trying to watch the tennis match against Northern Arizona, but there was not good cell coverage in there, which is what we need to bring you this show. So I tried to go check it out and see if I could broadcast for Brick Breed and Fieldhouse, but <laughs> there's a giant... FFA convention going on over there. So, I mean, technology is amazing. I'm perched right here, right outside Bobcat Stadium. So we will continue to talk all the way around the world of sports here uh, on ESPN Radio. And if you're watching on SWX Montana Television and you don't see me on TV, it's because I'm not there. I'm over here. So I appreciate uh, everybody that makes this uh, traveling radio show possible. Always fun to take the show on the road and go cover a variety of different sports and... Uh, Always fun to just be live and in person from wherever we're at. Also, always fun just experimenting with all this technology. It's so cool, and uh, I'm so appreciative to have it and so appreciative to have the help that we do uh, to make all these remote broadcasts happen. So thanks to Andrew Houghton, our producer, Jeff Safford, who sits in from time to time, and, uh, of course, Tommy Evans, the guy who makes all the technology around the Missoula Broadcasting Company actually go down. So let's talk a little bit. About the Final Four, I think there's been so much talk about Duke. Mike Krzyzewski's last season out of 42, leading the Blue Devils. He got his 100th tournament win earlier this year, 100th career career tournament win. He also helped Duke reach the Final Four for the 13th time in his tremendous career, which is an all-time record. And now they're gunning for yet another national championship. And it, it all seems so serendipitous because this wasn't like he won it and then is going to step away. He announced that he was stepping away so he'd get a little bit of a farewell tour, uh, sort of a la Kobe Bryant. And now it's culminating in a potential national championship run, which it comes with a lot of pressure. Uh, it seems like uh, almost a coronation. But it's not the only storyline. I think it's great that Duke's here. I don't like Duke. Most people don't like Duke. That's the whole point. They've been these uh, welcomed villains, or I guess they've embraced the role of villains for years and years and years, first and foremost spearheaded by those infamous yet legendary Christian Leitner-led teams of the early 1990s, but then all the way through, you know, the mid uh, late 90s into the early 2000s, and then they remade the program. It's been very impressive. Yet, I think that one of the stories that a lot of the national media is maybe not playing up is, what if North Carolina beat Duke? That would mean that North Carolina had gone into Cameron Indoor Stadium and defeated Duke in Mike Krzyzewski's final home game at Cameron Indoor, and then would mean that Coach Krzyzewski's last game would be a loss to rival North Carolina. Oh, by the way, if North Carolina was to win... That would even the docket. This will also be the 100th matchup between Duke and North Carolina in Mike Krzyzewski's 42 years at the helm. And if North Carolina wins, 
It'll even the docket, 50 to 50. Duke right now leads 50 to 49, so they could have a 51-49 absolute uh, definitive. We won the series, even if it's only by uh, that extra game, or it could just be 50-50, a 500 record. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that one plays out. But even though North Carolina is an eight seed, and they would be the biggest quote-unquote underdog to advance to the championship, and if they were to win it, it would be the first time since 1985 when Villanova won the championship as an eight seed, that an eight seed had, had advanced that far and had won the actual NCAA tournament. But North Carolina is already to this point. They're already a Final Four team. They already beat the defending national champions in Baylor. They already beat a fellow Final Four team from last season in UCLA. So hard to say that they're not in the mix. And they already beat Duke earlier this year as well. So that's one storyline I'm kind of looking at is what if North Carolina spoiled this whole coronation? They ruined this storybook ending for Mike Krzyzewski. It's certainly in the cards. I also think, though, that there's this, there's this sort of narrative brewing that the Duke-North Carolina game is the championship game. And I think that Kansas and Villanova are going to have something to say about that for certain. Kansas into the Final Four for the first time since 2008. Success begets success. It also uh, oftentimes creates expectation that is hard to fulfill when it's self-created expectation. And Kansas has just been death taxes and Big 12 champions. That's, that's what the Kansas Jayhawks have been under Bill Self, no matter how much better the league has got, how much deeper it's gotten, how much more physical it's gotten, Kansas still finds a way to win it pretty much each and every year. That then also sets the stage, though, where it's like Elite Eight or bust if you're Kansas, and people think they're failures if they don't get at least that far. And uh, they've been they've been scrutinized quite a bit for not making the Final Four in 13-plus years, but now here they are back in the championship. And I think the fact that they, they suffered the most embarrassing and, and most lopsided loss in Kansas history in the NCAA tournament last year in the second round against USC. I was sitting courtside with Riley Corcoran at Hinkle Fieldhouse in Indianapolis watching it. We were sitting in a section of Kansas fans, and these guys were quite literally crying. I mean, they, they were crying tears of, of distraught sadness with Kansas getting just destroyed by USC last year. But in this day and age of transfers and one-and-dones, most of that Kansas team came back. And now they're sort of on this redemption tour, and they're certainly trying to make another run at this thing. And uh, so I think it's hard to to say that they're not a real-deal contender. I mean, everybody in the Final Four is a real contender. You're talking about four absolute blue-blood programs, four of the what, top 5%, top 3% in terms of funding and in terms of fanfare and in terms of all-time success. I mean, you could honestly argue, I mean, who's even in the mix with outside of Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, and Villanova in terms of all-time great programs? Probably, I mean, UCLA has got to be in there for sure. Um, you know, maybe maybe you throw UConn in there, but I think that they're probably at one tier down from that. Baylor's probably one tier down. Gonzaga's even probably one tier down. Michigan State is probably in that top, top tier mix. Syracuse probably in there too. But, I mean, these are four of the Blue Bloods in college basketball. So it's hard to say they all don't have a chance. Here's the other probably under, most undertold storyline, though. Villanova's the team that's getting the least hype out of everybody. Jay Wright might be all of that is right with college basketball. No pun intended. I mean, I talked, I started the show with a rant all about the transfer portal and it, it, it just being the way that it is. But 
Jay Wright has been at Villanova now for 20 years, and he's built it the right way. He builds it with regional guys. They're usually an older team. They're not really relying on a ton of one-and-dones. They're super tough. They play hard defense. But don't look now. If Villanova wins this thing, that's three championships in six years. That's a bona fide real-life modern-day dynasty. That's as good as anybody's done in the last 20 years. I mean, the, the days of... You know, the Dukes' five straight Final Fours in the early 90s, I mean, that's really, really, really tough, especially with all of the roster movements and the guys going to the draft and the volatility in the coaching ranks. So it's hard to say that Villanova's not right there. And uh, so I think it's interesting that they are maybe getting a little bit overshadowed. Villanova, the lowest betting odds in certain Vegas books right now among the, the title contenders, even below 8th seed in North Carolina. So found that interesting, and I think maybe... They're just not uh, getting enough respect. But it circles all the way back around because I do think that international basketball and the the way that uh, the Olympics has gone. Uh, on my drive over here to Bozeman today, I started listening to this podcast series called the Dream Team Tapes. That's really, really interesting. And the first couple episodes are about all about the history of Olympic basketball. And just a couple of fun stats for you. Back in 1936, the first year of the Olympics ever um, offered basketball, the United States won the gold medal, and in the gold medal game, they won the game 14 to 8. <laughs> so that shows you in the last, you know, 85 years just how much basketball has changed. But then all the way up until 1972, the United States was, was un- unbeatable uh, in the Olympics, quite literally. They went undefeated all the way until 72. Then there was the infamous game against the Soviets in Munich in 1972, and they call it the double do-over game. If you, you want more information on it, Google it. Go read about it. Uh, quite the scandal. Quite an entertaining but also pretty uproarious story. The Soviet Union basically got multiple chances to play the last 10 seconds of the game until that they won, and part of that was just where the Olympics were at. Part of it was the climate of those Olympics because you had the 11 Israeli athletes brutally murdered during that Olympics, plus one uh, West Russia officer. So that was sort of the first little little uh, speed bump when it came to international basketball influencing basketball on the American and world stage. Then you had the 88 Olympics, where in Seoul, Korea, the Soviets won the gold and the United States won the bronze. And that was an embarrassing moment for the United States, but also the turning point that helped David Stern bring his vision of international superstars of the NBA to the world at large because then the Dream Team emerged in 1992. You have some of the great players in the history of basketball serving as ambassadors for the game on an international stage in Barcelona in 1992. And that was the next sort of watershed moment for the Olympic team and the way that that influenced basketball across the globe. And then you had it in 2008, and that's where it comes full circle was Mike Krzyzewski taking over, one of the first college coaches to lead Team USA, and him coaching a team featuring Kobe Bryant and LeBron James, and him getting the United States back on track. But that the, the loss of the Olympics in 2004 opened up the NBA to try to add international rules, and it changed the game forever. That's what led to a lot of the rule changes that exist in the NBA. That's why NBA games look so different than college. But then the reaffirmation of the United States as the world power, it came under Mike Krzyzewski, and I think it's a true testament to his uh, unbelievable and some would say peerless ability 
as a coach, not just a college coach, though, because he proved he could win with the best guys in the world, including a couple pretty strong-willed guys, a pretty a couple stubborn guys in LeBron James and Kobe Bryant. So that is part of Mike Krzyzewski's legacy as well, and we'll see. We'll see how uh, the end of his college career goes, but he certainly deserves credit, not only as a tremendous icon in the college world, but also a tremendous icon and ambassador and influencer when it comes to basketball across the world that we know. And uh, so it'll be an interesting deal to see how the, the story and the storybook plays out. Will it be a storybook ending? I have no idea, but it should be a hell of a Final Four. Villanova versus Kansas at 4.09. That game on TBS, as is Duke, North Carolina, and that one tips at 6.49. Both those games tomorrow, so it should be fun to follow along on the Final Four. How about an update on one of the uh, great high school basketball players to come out of the state of Montana, plus some tweaks to the way softball is operating at the prep level. We'll go over that in our prep extra right after this. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. What's up, Montana? Welcome back. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Colton Nuan is coming to you from Bozeman, Montana. Thanks so much for everybody for tuning in. If you don't see me on TV, it's because I'm not there. I'm here. I am actually walking right along the sideline of Bobcat Stadium. I was here to cover the tennis match. I got to watch the first little while. Uh, I'm actually here, first and foremost, to cover some Montana State spring football. I've been to the Grizz three times and uh, want to catch the Cats. They have a little scrimmage tomorrow. And also have the distinct pleasure of being invited to speak to the Montana State team a little later on this evening as well. Just to uh, talk about some media procedures and give them some advice in terms of interviews and things like that. So uh, that should be fun. Uh, true pleasure doing it. And uh, happy to represent ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television, but it's a beautiful day here at Bobcat Stadium, and uh, I'm just kind of on the move right now because uh, there wasn't enough service in the uh, tennis center. So here we are, but we make it work, and uh, very cool, very fun technology. 
And look at that. I even found a plug on the side of the stadium. You got to love it. Let's dive into our prep extra quickly before we get out for hour number one and into hour number two. Prep extra presented a couple times a week by Farmer State Bank. Bank Greener. You can do your part to save resources by banking greener at Farmers State Bank. Ask for paper, paperless statements on all your accounts. You can use free, secure internet banking and bill pay to save money. Download the mobile money app for personal and commercial accounts. You can open an account today. Just visit FarmersEbank.com. A couple notes for you on the prep ranks. First of all, former Harden standout, famous left hand, a guy we've talked about on this show a whole bunch of guy who led Harden to a couple state A championship games and a Class A state championship as a junior. He's now playing at the United Tribes Technical College, and he was selected to the National Junior College Athletic Association All-American team. So very cool for the Harden native. We'll see if that gets him any looks at a uh, higher level or, or a four-year level, I should say, because I think it is a pretty high level that they're playing at there at the junior college level. By the left hand, who's an enrolled member of the Crow Tribe, he averaged 19.7 points, six rebounds, and nearly three assists, according to the United Tribes Technical College website. And uh, they played in the Region 8 Division II championship game before falling just by a single point to Dakota County Technical College. Left hand's 19.7 points per game, the second most in the Mondak Athletic Conference, and he also shot 54% from the field. So very cool. He led the Bulldogs to three straight state A championship games, and they had a victory in the 2018 game, and they were among the favorites in 2020, and they were the co-champions with Butte Central in 2020 when, unfortunately, uh, that got all called off. One other note, uh, very cool, the uh, of the Big Sky Conference, Outdoor Track and Field Athletes of the Week, a couple of them from Montana and participating at Montana schools. You had Evan Todd from the University of Montana with a almost 230-foot javelin throw to win Male Athlete of the Week, uh, Male Field Athlete of the Week, that is. And then you had Elena Carter. By the way, Todd from Kalispell. You had Elena Carter, a junior from Helena, who runs at Montana State. She was the Women's Track Athlete of the Week. So cool to see a couple in-state products uh, representing showing out on the Division One level here in the Treasure State. Come on, is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, live from Bozeman. Back with hour number two. Carol in the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports, plus Terry Hauser, the head coach of the Class B State Champion Three Forks Boys Basketball Team. Both those next. Keep it right here. ESPN Missoula. The advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. 
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.